0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
1: Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, we got a question
0: that's been submitted by one of our listeners. What is that question? All right. The question is, can I attend one church and serve at another church and the person explains what happened here. Um, Basically there was somebody who was attending a church and um, they started serving at another church and the church leadership of the church they were attending. uh, Again, I I don't know the circumstance personally, but this is just what came through is what's been explanation. And the uh, church um, where the person was attending began um, some version of a church discipline process, whether it was a confrontation, they were at the very beginning of this. I don't know how far it went. And they um, used a passage from Matthew 12 to say, you cannot serve at another church and attend our church. You have to attend our church and serve our church. And uh, so the question very simply is, can I attend one church and serve at another church? And then, uh, so here's what I want to do first. And simply, I want to address the text, Matthew 12, that the... um, that the church used, yeah, that they for, use the for the discipline. and then, then I just want to erase kind of all the th- everything we just said, and then just answer the question. Just answer the is question. Like, can I do that? Can I attend village and serve at a different place? So, um, here, here is basically what happens in Matthew twelve. Jesus heals um, a man who is blind and mute and demon possessed, and Jesus casts out the demon. Um, the man is healed, and the crowds are like, "Is this the son of David?" And they're and the Pharisees they're they're super upset. upset about it. And the Pharisees, they're so funny. They say, it is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this man casts out demons. <laughs> that is whacked out, even to
1: say that. It's like, know. And
0: that's what happens. People get really mad, and they say really, really dumb, dumb things. <laughs> yeah. You know. And Beelzebub is, is another name for Satan. And uh, basically what they say is, he's casting demons out by Satan. And, um, and so Jesus, he's really, uh, he's pretty smart. So here's what uh, Matthew 12, 25 says knowing their thoughts the Pharisees he Jesus said to them every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and no city or house divided against itself will stand yeah. so that that's that's logical like um mm-hmm. i uh, got it so and, and if satan cast out satan he is divided against himself how then will his kingdom stand and if i cast out de- demons by Beelzebub or satan um by whom do your sons cast them out Therefore, Ooh. they will be your judges, but if it is by the spirit of God that I cast out demons then the kingdom of God has come upon you, like drop the mic. Jesus always yep. just kind of has a final word. It's yep. great. Great, um, great line. So let me let me just be super clear, okay? Any church leader who uses this text to tell somebody you cannot attend one church and serve another church, let me just prophetically speak into this. That is a wild um, stretch. Two churches are not opposing kingdoms. First and foremost, that's um, right. we are on the same team, period. Now, I'm not saying, that's that doesn't mean I'm going to answer the question with you should attend one church and serve another church, but <laughs> let's just be clear. I am not going to, um, we'll just throw back to yesterday's, like analogically or allegorically, like compare two churches to the kingdom of God and to the kingdom of Satan. Wow. It's a really inappropriate analogy. It's a really inappropriate text. It's just generally inappropriate. It's... Um, Theologically inappropriate. It's socially inappropriate. It's culturally inappropriate. In every every way. Now, I could imagine. Let me just empathize with the church leader for a moment and say, he might be saying, "No, I'm not trying to pit you know say the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of God. I'm just saying Jesus had a good principle that the that an that an organization or or a nation has to be unified. And if your energies are going over here, then then the the very place you've committed to." Can't fully stand. Okay, fine. I I can think of a few more better (laughs) illustrations from Scripture to to make that point. Yeah, and let me speak candidly to the person who used this. You're lacking wisdom in the base text you're using. Because as much as I would love to say, like, well, you know, theologically and practically, I didn't mean it to be, I just mean, like, relationally, Mm -hmm. if you're on the receiving end of this, to, to untangle a comparison of Satan, right? Right? And say, oh, I didn't mean that part of it to be applied. I'm just saying the emotions of most people aren't going to be able to like make those kind of untangled statements and then understand the core base of what sure. you're saying. Like, and on top of that, okay, maybe I could use this as a basis of discussion if we're like on the same page and we can untangle all that. But to to even broach discipline mm. <laughs> with this text, it's it's just an utter lack of wisdom. Yeah. You know, this person may be hearing this and they may be offended by that. Let me empathize again for a moment. I have acted in utter utter lack of wisdom. Okay, so I don't stand here as better than you, or judging you, or looking down on you. I'm just saying, in this moment, you need to apologize. Yes. And Tim, I've been in moments, and you've been in moments where, and we've had to go back and apologize. We've lacked wisdom, and yep. we have to go apologize. And so, again, not understanding the context of this fully or who the person was um, that went through this, uh, I can just say, pastor to pastor, say you're sorry. If this got bigger than yeah. your relationship with that person. Own it, say you're sorry, sure. because it's just unwise. Now, that being said. Let's, let's answer just, the question. Let's just answer the question, okay? <laughs> um, can I attend one ser- one church and serve at another? Ideally,
1: that's not the best scenario. Ideally, it's best to attend the church that you call your church family mm-hmm. and serve there. Ideally. Yeah, but sometimes
0: ideally doesn't work out in real in in real world. Nothing in this world is ideal. Can I just like let me just anecdotally throw stuff at you? Okay, sure. Um, Everyone's different. Yes. Um, So my wife serves village church, but she does a bunch of things for other churches and other people. Sure. And part of having a flower shop and part of being my wife is we have these relationships. And Mm -hmm. if she has the opportunity to bless another place, then yeah, go do that. Like we have people who at um, Village Church, they don't go to Village Church, but they serve at our Awana. Yes. This has been going on for years. For we have years people and who years. And we allow that. We do. Um, and we have a bunch of people who every year they serve at our VBS. They yes. don't go to Village Church, but they see how much fruit it is. It's just a one-week period, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so they jump in, and And um, we've got um, people who, for example, just speaking of Awana, their church doesn't have Awana. Um, they really want to be a part of Awana, so they send their kids there. And then they jump in to serve, um, just to be around their kids. You know, right. now they don't go to village. They're probably making more of a personal investment in their children. Mm-hmm. So is that wrong? Well, well, no. Or some people are retired, and um, so there's one guy in our church who he um, served and, and gave to village church generously. He worked at a local hospital and he volunteered at the hospital. Like, is he divided? You know. You know, I can think of people who have the ability to uh,
1: have a deaf ministry. So they are very good at sign language. Yep. Well, the village church, we don't have a deaf ministry. We don't. So why can't that person serve in another church that does have a deaf ministry right? or special needs ministry or any other ministry that, you know, not every church has every ministry. So if people are gifted in that area, why not build the greater kingdom of God and serve and and minister to uh, the needs of people that, a church might have that yeah. ministry that you really have a passion for.
0: I could go on. Um, one of our worship leaders is an incredible bassist in another church. They were planting, they were launching, they were newer, they needed a bassist. So he went and played for them, I don't know, six or ten times, and and that's, that's fine. And my point is this, is it's okay, we're on the same team, but it's one of those things where let's just make sure first things are first. And when first things are first, then we can start having those discussions. Sure. So here's, here's some of the first things. Okay. Everybody who's, who's listening, if you are a follower of Christ, just count this as like a good baseline. If you are a follower of Jesus, God has orchestrated and ordained the local church led by elders, pastors. And we as Christians are called to be under the authority of a local assembly. Mm-hmm. That is clear. It's the basic yes. assumption of Scripture. Every almost every book is written to a New Testament church where there are elders and people in submission to the elders. And so that's one. You got to be mm-hmm. in a local church. We're pro membership because membership is the way. It is important. We communicate. Yeah. We are here. We are submitting to authority. You are our leaders. We are committing to give. Like it's it's very right. important. Membership is for for village. It's one of the highest values we have. Yes. Uh, That's number one. Number two is you serve at that church somewhere. Um, Some people serve an hour a week. Some people serve 15 to 20 hours a week. It just depends on your Mm -hmm. place in life. But like we always say, attend one, serve one. Attend the village church and serve somewhere every single week. Give some part of your life to that. And I would look at people and say, are you serving somewhere? It might not be on a Sunday morning. You know, our our producer, Dan, right? Spends countless Mm. hours serving village church in a studio, in his home. There are so many creative ways to serve. So, yeah, are you giving financially? and uh, if you're gonna be a member of a church and you're gonna commit to give don't don't you dare be a liar and not give generously? Yes, if you have committed to a church and you're a member, like figure that out. So those are some like baseline things in a village we would say that join a community group, you know yes. be a part of some kind of micro community because ninety eight percent of the care that happens in our church happens in small happens within that context. so that being said, that's like your baseline, okay? Again, if you're like my wife or you are like somebody who's retired or whatever, um, and you want to go serve at another church, go at it. Yeah. Like, and I don't really care if you serve one hour at our church and then you serve four hours in the honor program um, at somebody else's church. Like we, I think, did we just start offering junior high and, and high school? Awana? We did, this year. Yeah, for years we never had it. And so there'd be people in our church, they would go to different churches, they would mm-hmm. serve at those different churches because they wanted their kids to be in that. I'm like, sure. yay, go do that. Yeah, like, right. I want people to... Keep the priorities straight, you know, and then as an overflow, do we, do whatever you want with your access time. Right. If you can help another church thrive, we've had circumstances where people have gone to different churches to help launch their children's ministries. Mm-hmm. Um, we've sent worship leaders and musicians to other churches to do different things. We've had people come to our church. It's, it's fine. Let's just get down to like the two major issues that maybe this church is having. Maybe number one, this person is, re- what's the right word here? is not excited about what's happening at the church. At that, that church. So it's maybe an act of protest, mm. okay? Maybe they were wounded. I'm just surmising the, the possibilities. possibilities, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't feel safe to serve. And so maybe there is a protest. And protesting, I don't ever want to do anything passive aggressively, aggressively. Right, there, there
1: needs to be a conversation there if needs to that, be a those conversation. kind of things are happening. right.
0: And um, maybe there's an impasse. Maybe there's a world. Um, I, I honestly, I can think of a number of circumstances in the past that I've seen where somebody's like, look, I, I can't leave the church, but I can't serve here either. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some bridges were burned and I can't serve, but maybe because of family commitments, um, they can't leave the church. So they're there every Sunday morning and they're still giving, but they have no relational leverage to serve. Got it. So, But they still feel like they have to do something because God's created them to serve, so yes. they go someplace else. Got it. That's a possibility. I'm just trying to give everyone the benefit of the Mm -hmm. doubt. The other option, and I think this is um, true more often than I would like to admit. So there have been seasons at Village where it has been very challenging. Money might be short. Mm -hmm. Um, We might not have have enough personnel to meet some basic ministries that we want to do. And then there are seasons where we have more than enough, Right emotionally when we have more than enough, it's a lot easier for me to be like, yeah, go serve at that church, give Mm -hmm. your best over there, you know? And and when we're struggling, you know, it's
1: hard to say that
0: it's harder to say that. So let's just be honest. That's real. I think this church just needs to ask itself, are you in a place that's struggling? If so, is that influencing how personally you take this? Yes. Now I also have to look at the person who might be a part of a struggling church and say, I know you want to give your energy over to this because it's it's fun or it's mm-hmm. bearing fruit, mm-hmm. but your first priority, which is your local church, it's struggling. Yeah, and so I would tell that person, I would say, look, if your church is struggling, make them your first priority, yeah. even if it means serving someplace that doesn't excite you mm-hmm. versus someplace that excites you. So it's sort of like uh, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I was asked last night to go to a football game. And I really wanted to go. Uh And this is going to sound so cheesy. I was actually praying. I'm like, Lord, I really want to go to a particular football game. And this team was playing and it was an NFL game. And and I just, sometimes I asked God, I'm like, could you just allow somebody in the next two years to ask me? So then then they ask, (laughs) comes. last night. I get a text and they're like, you want to go to this game? And they they send me a text of the, of the tickets or Uh a picture of the tickets, Uh you know? And I'm like, ah, and I have a previous commitment that I've already Mm -hmm. committed to. Could I get out of it? Yes. Should I get out of it? The answer is no. Yeah, sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is no. And so what is going to be more fun? Well, that. <laughs> yeah, the football game would be more fun. I prayed for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Um. but I made a commitment. Yeah. I got to keep it. And sometimes, sometimes
1: ministry is just that. I yep. mean, serving, sometimes we serve where the greatest need is, not necessarily where our passion is yep. or where our greatest joy is, but we see the need and we say, you know what? someone has to serve. Someone's got to do it. And, and and as parents we understand that. We don't we don't like changing the poopy yeah. diapers. No, but you know what? Got to do it. Got to do it. Yep. You got to do it because that's what's best for that child. Yep. And sometimes we don't want to do the laundry, we don't want to do the dishes. Yep. We don't want to cut the grass at our home, but that's what needs to be Have done. It? And as yep. a responsible adult, we do that. Yep. And as a responsible disciple, we see a need and we say, "You know what? Not necessarily passionate about this, but that's where the need is." God is putting it on my heart to jump in and make a difference there, not necessarily because I like it or love it, but because it's needed.
0: And that right there, and I hope everybody just listens to this, like this concept that we're talking about. Being a big boy and a big girl Mm -hmm. means we commit to people and to relationships. And when I commit to like my kids – I don't I don't want to spend money on diapers. I don't want to wipe their butt. Yeah. I don't want to get up early and take them to school. I don't want to do any of that. But I'm a big boy and I made a promise. And I'd rather use all the money. I mean, gosh, I think we we had to buy five, six, seven pairs of shoes in the last <laughs> month. You know, like I don't want to spend money on that. I want to go buy toys and eat out and play and go on vacation. And and life is about making hard decisions, saying no to all the fun stuff and saying yes to the most important stuff. And that's what being a disciple of Jesus is all about. It is. And so there's this um, thing in serving, which I love. I have a love-hate relationship with this statement. Mm -hmm. Where's your passion and serving your passion? Got it. That is the ideal. But sometimes- Sometimes
1: the ideal doesn't work. We said that at
0: the beginning. Because there are poopy diapers that need to be changed. Yeah. You know? And everybody who serves just kind of has to step back and say, there's what I want, and there's what the person or the the church that I've committed to needs. Mm Mm-hmm. And we just deal with it, you know? And so uh, I would say to the person, and and I don't want to beat this question with a dead horse anymore, but I would just say to the person, if the church is really struggling, maybe you need to rethink what you're doing at this other church just for the sake of making sure that your church has what they need because that's your first priority. But at the same time, I can understand you're in a circumstance like this, and then they confront you with Matthew 12, and you're like, what? Like, where's (laughs) (laughs) – for real? And uh, out of just pure like offense, you're like – Yep, I'm done. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're you guys aren't even this is not about love. This is whatever. And so if the person can put the needs of the church first and the church can put the needs of the person first, it's sort of like a marriage. You Mm -hmm. know, when both people do their part, things go much better. But I've just found when I force people or threaten people to serve in a certain place place over another Mm -hmm. place, I'm gonna lose that battle. Mm -hmm. I'd love to say that my pastoral authority was enough to like, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> make it go
0: better, but it's not, you know? Nope. Um, so anyways, I hope that helps. I kind of would love to just know more details about this. And, um, so I want to give one last, like, i would just say caveat. I don't know what happened. I don't know the leader who said this. I don't know the person who received it. I'm sure there are more nuances. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are kind of making up a scenario in our head and sure. filling in some of the gaps, you yeah. know, and that's fine. I know we mean no offense to the person who executed this discipline with this text or to the person who received it or to the church they go to. They might be a mega church and sometimes it's easier to go like walk away from a mega church and it is a smaller church or medium sized church. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, I just ask our listeners to give us a lot of grace and maybe something here um, was helpful if this is you. Uh, If not, you know, be a disciple. First things first, serve your church. And if you got leverage and space after that, do whatever you want. Listeners, thanks for
1: joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, some churches don't allow or agree with dancing. What is our thoughts on that, Michael? Join us next time. Boogie, 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 boogie.